Affiliate links therein. Emotions rule a lot of what we do in life, and we tend to eat not only eat because we're hungry, but also because we're bored, stressed, in pain, etc. We often act subconsciously, based on the way we feel, and often these are linked to bad habits. But we can break the emotional connection with food by being more aware of why we eat, how we feel when we eat, and by reprogramming our way of thinking to change our eating habits permanently. 5 Steps to Break Emotional Eating Permanently 1. Awareness of Eating Habits What's going on with my eating habits? There are a few ways to identify what our current eating habits are, but my preferred method is keeping a food diary or journal or tracking foods for a short period of time. These methods are insightful and will bring awareness to what is currently going on with our eating habits. It's like going to the doctor for a condition, in this case the condition is being overweight or overeating, etc., and he sends us for tests and scans to be able to diagnose the situation and prescribe medicines or a remedy. Well, similarly, we need to identify the issues first. And monitoring our food intake, being aware of how we eat and how we feel when we eat, will help identify what is not so good with our eating habits and the areas for improvements. 2. Make one change per week. Now that we have a clear view of what is going on in our eating habits, the best way to make consistent permanent change, is to not change everything all at once but one bit at a time. So, the next step is to choose one thing to change per week. If we were to choose to work on too many things at once, we may run the risk of feeling overwhelmed and give up. 3. Identifying Emotional Triggers Why do I eat that? Knowing why we eat is important. For example, Webb says that some conditions such as binge eating is linked with low self-esteem, depression, guilt, etc., for example. It also says that people who binge use food as a way to cope with unwanted emotions or stress. And it causes an emotional eating cycle. So, knowing the emotional trigger can help us either remove it or deal with it better, therefore gaining control over our eating habits. You may have heard the term we eat our feelings. Once you've chosen that one thing to work on, go through the following process. The process to replace the emotional trigger. Ask yourself why do I eat that? Then ask how does that make me feel? Example. Change for the week, I've noticed that I eat cake every day, and I want to change that. Question, why do I eat cake every day? Answer, it feels good, it's nice, I like it. Question, how does eating cake make me feel? Answer, good. It's comforting. At this stage you could choose to go deeper and keep asking yourself well why does it feel comforting? To identify even deeper roots, but stopping here can also work. Question, when do I eat cake every day? Answer, after dinner. Action to deal with the emotional trigger, replace eating cake after dinner with an equally comforting non-food related action such as time with the other half, kids or pets. Whatever else that feels comforting. I think it is important to replace the old action with a preferred action that triggers the same emotion, but this is something to play with. 4. Reprogram your mind by changing the perspectives. In the step above we've identified in the example that the underlying perspective is that I feel comforted by the cake after dinner. It calms me down and it feels good. But I can easily replace cake equals feel good in my mind with cake equals feeling fat afterwards. If my brain associated cake with feeling fat, chances are I wouldn't do it anymore. I also suggest, doing the opposite with food we know are better for us but probably don't eat enough of. For example if I currently associate broccoli as a not-so-tasty healthy food, I could reprogram my brain by associating it with its benefits, 
i.e., broccoli equals feeling healthier and progress to weight loss. And since weight loss is the aim, it will make us feel good. Play around with changing negative perspectives into positive ones and see how things change for you. This step alone, on our mindset, can make the most significant change to weight loss and help progress and reach the goal. 5. Take practical action. This step most people probably already do but don't stick to, which is to limit or remove the bad things from our current eating habit. So, the practical step in the eating cake everyday example could be to not buy or bake cake for a week. Sounds easy and simple enough and most people can stick to this determination for a week or two but maybe no longer consistently. That is because this practical step is based on effort or willpower. Willpower alone will not work permanently. Which is why the other steps matter. Remember to replace the emotional trigger with something else non-food related or to a lower calorie option and reprogram your mind every time you're confronted with temptation or demotivation. Let me know if you try the 5-step process. If you try the process as mentioned here, let me know how it worked or didn't work for you. Often, it isn't that the process that isn't working but we can find it hard to identify the actual trigger. If that is the case, you may find it easier if someone asks you the questions in step 2 above and helps you identify what next step to take. Finally, my last recommendation here is to have fun with it. Make this process fun, make losing weight fun and you'll have more fun and it'll feel so much easier. If you end up feeling really overwhelmed by some of the emotions that may surface when you dig into the emotional triggers, my advice is let these flow freely, don't suppress the emotions. Leave it and come back to the process at some other time if you have to. This process is meant to help with changing eating habits permanently so it may conjure up deep emotions. I'd love to hear from you. Get in touch on mindfulfatloss.com. Get in touch.